In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. Hey guys, did you know that God does not need you? Does that statement bother you? I'll tell you what, it bothered me when I first heard it until I realized this truth about God, this biblical truth. He created me for a purpose and a mission. So in God's love as my creator, he's been given me a mission. Men of the Army. I salute you. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men Arena Podcast. I'm Jim Ramos. This is Equipping Men in 10. I am your host and your guide to help you thrive within that stress bubble of life and beyond. Welcome to Spotify's number one podcast for Christian men. Guys, as you know, in 2023, we launched a campaign called the 365 Hero Stories in 365 Days. A hero story is your testimony of a, a, a moment or something that God used in our ministry to transform your life and to make you a better man. So here's one. This hero story is number 23, and it says this. This is from Candy on TikTok. She writes, I sent my husband your videos so fast. Mine is a little arrogant and doesn't realize that submitting his control over to the Lord and pleasing his wife will flourish him. I sent him your whole page. Yesterday, we were divorcing. Today, we talked. Powerful stuff. So thank you for sharing that, and I would love to hit you up with some swag when you hit us up. Hey, I want to jump into the meat of this podcast. Guys, this is all about the godly man's mission. Five traits of a man with a mission. And this really comes from Rick Warren's Purpose Driven Life. You know, Rick Warren wrote a book that sold millions and millions of copies, and I, and I took this out of his book. This has been so impactful for my life, and I think it will help you. So Rick looked at the great commandment in Matthew chapter 22, verses 36 and 40, and here's what that says. It says, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment of the law? And he said that he being Jesus said to them, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and strength. This is the great and foremost commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbors yourself. So that's the great commandment. And he took the great commission. The great commission is found in Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20, where Jesus said to his disciples, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I command you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. You know, guys, that's why I don't jump out of airplanes. God is only with us when we're low. It's right there in the Bible. So anyway, also, I love the verse that says, I will, you can buffet your body. So man, I've buffeted my body a lot of times, but anyway, that's American standard version. Better verses say beat your body. So maybe I misunderstood that one. Anyway, back to the podcast, guys, I want to talk to you about uh, the five 
five characteristics, five traits of a man who is on a mission. These are these are five things that men who understand their place in God's economy, the five things that they do, it's five things they engage in based on the great commandment and the great commission. So here's the first one. The first one is worship. The man on a mission worships God. Now you may think, okay, that's singing, going to church on Sunday and singing. And and guys, that is one of that is part of worship. But if you look at the 10 words in the Bible for worship, one of the words is used more than all other nine combined. And it's the word that you see in John chapter four, the dialogue with the woman at the well. It's the Greek word proskuneo. And that word literally means to pay homage like a dog licking his master's hand, which is why I've always said dogs are better than cats. Because if you treat a cat with love and uh, with and you serve and love on a cat, it thinks it's God. But if you do the same thing with a dog, it thinks you're God. So this is why they're better. And by the way, if you have a dog the size of a cat, it is a cat. That's all I'm going to say. So worshiping God is is basically giving your life over to him and paying homage to him. And I do that regularly. And church is a great avenue for me to do that. And so the guys that I meet with that, that don't go to churches, my goal and my desire is that you find a place where you can go and worship God with your life and with your voice and with your hands and with your body and with your heart and with your emotions. The next thing is this, the man on a mission understands serving. He is, he has a ministry mindset. When Jesus said that you shall love your neighbor as yourself, honestly, I just take that literally. I just made a hundred pounds of summer sausage and 50 pounds of wild game hamburger. And I went around the neighborhood and I handed it out. I handed it out to I just hand it out. Why? Well, it's a ministry. I I have the gift of killing things. And so I want to uh, share that gift with others, right? I have friends that have the gift of playing the guitar. They share that gift in music. I have other, you know, just use your gifts and your sweet spot to serve others, to minister to other. I believe this, every man, a ministry. So not only, so the man on a mission worships God, he serves God. And the third thing he does, the Bible says in the Great Commission, Jesus says, teaching them to obey my commandments. The man of God, the man on a mission, walks in obedience. He's He obeys God. This is another word is discipleship. He's actively engaged in learning how to obey God. I've been serving God since 1989. And Every day, almost, when I read the Bible, I'm learning one more thing, one more way to serve God. In fact, I was just reading this morning in the Bible. I went, man, I never knew that was there. And I read that passage a thousand times. The Bible is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, able to penetrate soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and judge the thoughts and intentions of a man's soul. That's Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. And I believe that. And because I believe that, God never stops working on me. Philippians 1, 6 says, Paul wrote, I'm confident of this very thing that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And so I believe that God is constantly at work. I believe that if you have a pulse, God has a purpose. And so because of that, we're continually growing, learning, and finding new ways and deeper ways to obey. The fourth aspect or trait of a man on a mission is fellowship. You know, God has called us to community. 
You know, the first thing in all my years of ministry, when somebody begins to fall away from Christ, the first thing that happens is they fall out of Christian community. They stop going to their church. Yes, the local church is important, guys. They stop going to their small group. They disengage from their Christian community. But that is one of the purposes that God gives us as men. He says, I want you to be engaged in Christian community. This is one of my purposes for the church fellowship. And the last thing I want to share with you today is this. The fifth thing is in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. Jesus told his disciples, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. You know, I think it's really interesting there. I don't see him saying make decisions of all the nations. He said make disciples of all of the nations. Evangelism is make the goal of evangelism is making disciples. Yes, decisions are involved. But God called us to make disciples. So my question to you, guy, is who are you actively sharing your faith with? I love going into restaurants, ordering my meal, and then I just ask the waitress or waiter, hey, how can I pray for you? I'm going to pray for you for my meal because that's what I do. How can I pray for you today? It's a simple and profound way to move out of the anonymous bleachers and into the game. It's a simple and loving way to evangelize people in a non-threatening space. And so that's one method I use. Uh, I always fish for people. I'm always saying comments and trying to find ways to evangelize, not because I'm some cool guy, not because I'm some bold guy or some brave guy, but because I realize that part of my biblical obedience as a follower of Jesus and part of the purpose that God has for me, as he has with all believers, is this thing called evangelism. Hey guys, make sure you head on over to manandarena.org, grab your free copy of my newest book, Man Laws, 101 Ways to Have Your Man Card Revoked, and Rules to Live By. This is the funniest book, the most enjoyable book I've ever written. It is hilarious. You are going to love it. It's going to cost you an email to get it though, guys. You're going to have a great time with that. So guys, until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game, get dirty, grind it out, and be a man on mission. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.